Speaking of getting things, getting what you deserve, I'm horrible at this. I'm just not good at it. The art of negotiation, the art of selling yourself, the art of making sure that you get the best possible deal when you're in a negotiation. It's not easy to do, especially if you're conflict adverse as I am. But we're going to get some expert advice here. We're going to chat with Eric Alini, who is a national online journalist and money reporter with Global News. Uh, Erica, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Hi, thank you for having me. Now you have a book coming out right away here called Money Like You Mean It, and this is this is covered in the book, right? Yes, it's a big part of the book. Now, is it something that some people just naturally are better at doing negotiating and and driving a hard bargain. Are there just some people that can't do it? People like me, for example. Yeah, definitely. And uh, there's people who learn, <laughs> and that would be me. <laughs> so, I mean, aside from the fact that some people are just naturally better at doing it, um, is there a way that you can be taught? Is there a way that you can learn to be a better negotiator? I'm sure there is, right? It's just like any other thing. Yes, absolutely. And I think a lot comes down to preparation and knowing sort of going in, you know, have some parameters for for what you need to do uh, during those pay negotiations. Yeah. So put together some sort of a plan. I mean, I, I think that's the situation I find myself in a lot is going in and not really having a plan, not having a goal. When you want to start to formulate a plan, Uh, What's job one? Where do you begin? So the first thing you need to do is figure out sort of basically what's your market worth. So what's a fair compensation for the credentials, skills, and expertise that you bring to the table, that you're going to bring to this new job? So how do you do that? So researching online, you know, that's probably what most people do. That's what I did initially. It's not that useful. A lot of the time for a lot of jobs, you're going to find ranges that are so wide, they're they're not they're just not useful um and employers i'm hearing from career counselors just don't care that much about that what you really need to do is sort of gather your on the ground intelligence so speak to colleagues um you know people in your industry contacts who have or have had a similar job and have a similar background and so it's awkward to, to, you know, to ask someone out for coffee or, you know, Zoom or whatever and ask them, so how much are you making, right? Like, that's really awkward and a lot of people won't tell you. But um, Alison Benditti, which is, um, who is a, a career coach I interviewed for, for the book, has this great strategy. She calls it uh, playing the over-under game. So okay. you ask people, so, you know, uh, come up with a certain pay and, like, is this, is this fair for the job? Are you making more or are you making less? And people are much more willing to share whether they're making more or less of a certain level than telling you exactly sure. the, what they're making. And that's really valuable information. It's especially um, valuable, you know, at, it, it basically it uh, ensures that you're not lowballing yourself, that you're not asking less than you should be asking for. Yeah, at least you're in the ballpark. You know you're in the ballpark at that point. Exactly. And if you start low and everyone you, t- you, you speak to uh, says, no, I make quite, quite a lot more, or, yeah, I make exactly. more than that, then you can adjust, right? <laughs> um, now, the other thing is, when do you start talking about money? Like if you, for me, or I'm sure for a lot of people, if you get a job interview, 
the first thing you go in is say that you you, you know you, you're you're trying to land the job. So I mean, I I've never been one to bring up salary right off the hop. Kind of is that something that you need to put up right at the beginning and say, let's talk money here. So you don't want to say let's talk money, but you can. Uh, it's very legitimate, and I it's good practice to ask uh, if they can give you the pay range. Okay. Just to have an idea, just to know what you're in for. And frankly, if the pay range is so low, then you don't bother, especially in a job market like this, especially if you have options, if you're already employed and you want to improve your income and you're not sort of desperate to find anything, yeah. um, that's a good practice. And if the employer says no, you know, if you have options, you might want to walk away from that too, because pay transparency is really important. So an employer who won't give you even a vague idea of what you're in for, uh, you might you might not want to work there anyways. Yeah, exactly. You want to at least know what you... Okay, so now we've got the range. We know that, okay, this range is workable. It's something I can do. Now you got to determine your bottom line, right? And shoot high. Like, how do you go in sort of, this is what I'm going to say I want, but this is what I'll take. How do you define those? Yeah, so, you know, once you've done, you've gone through the process, you know, the, the actual pay negotiations do come at the end. And so at that point, you have to know, you know, you have to have a number in mind, you know, it's pretty much what I would like, something around, say, 80000 right? And then you also need to know what's the absolute, you know, minimum that I'm willing to accept. So let's say, you know, anything less than 70000 I'm just, I'm walking away. I can stay my job. It's not worth it <laughs> for me to jump shifts and have to learn a new job for less than you know, this value, that's your reservation value. And then super important is to have what I call an anchor value. So basically, employers will often start first, and they will offer you a number. And that number kind of anchors the conversation. That's because, you know, the first number that comes out, it's it's the one that we're all thinking about, like, we have to move up or from there. So try if if try to go first first of all but if you don't get the chance to go first then make sure your own anchor is quite a bit higher than your target value so absolutely do not say if you want 80,000 don't say 80,000 say i would say at least 90,000 okay you know and that way you've anchored the conversation yourself quite a bit higher now you have a pretty big range between what the employer so the lowball offer <laughs> And, and what you were, you're asking. And you're also giving yourself um, a lot of room to negotiate and make concessions and still hit the actual, you know, target pay that you want. So now you set your bottom line. This is what this is the absolute minimum. You have to have that and you have to be willing to walk away, right? Like you have to be able to say, you know what? Sorry, we just can't make a deal here. Yep. Even though you're and- walking away from a job. And it depends, right? So the the other thing you, you have to keep in mind is, uh, uh, you know, what, what's called uh, in, in jargon the, the, the BATNA, the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. So you have to know, okay, so can I walk away? What's my situation? If you're employed, then you're in a good bargaining position. Um, if you have another job offer, even better, even yeah. more bargaining power, Right. So you have to know, okay, this is the absolute minimum, less than this, I'm staying in my job, or I'm going with someone else. And even, honestly, even if you're unemployed, I mean, if it's a really, like, bottom-of-the-barrel compensation, especially now, you know, there are a lot of jobs out there, you just might want to hold on and see if you can get something better. Okay. Great advice. Erica, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. 
That is Erica Alini, who is a national online journalist and a money reporter with Global News. She's got a book coming out called Money Like You Mean It.